what's up, buddy? I know what the move is. Yeah, I know what the you know, move you know is. What the, you know what the move is. The move is you start by, like, having a... You're in mid-conversation. That's how podcasts Yeah, are. I noticed that. Uh, so yeah, you, we're just, you know, we're just talking about... And so the other day, I said, right. Applebee's. <laughs> nah, man. More like Crapplebee's. Cheesecake Factory all the way. Oh, hey, everybody. We didn't notice oh, you shit. were there. Podcast. I don't know. I don't. I, that may be the move, but I kind of like, <laughs> hey, everybody. Hey, everybody. It's What If Wednesday. If you're listening to this some other day, that's also fine, too. Screen Playground presents What If. Word. We're back. So we are back. We've got a new producer in town, and his name is me. <laughs> now you're writing all of our random premises. And just so you think, like, well, that's kind of cheating, isn't it? Not really, because I'm, like, I did, like, seven or eight of them in, like, the last hour. So there's not, like, a ton of thoughts going into this. You're not really delving deep into any of these premises. You're just putting words together so that we have some sort of premise to go off of. Right. And, of course, I am a genius, so they might be good. But the fact remains that uh, I am just writing them as fast as I can think of them, more or less. And you know what, you know what, fellow writers? There are going to be times in your life where you don't have some random weirdo producer with a lot of money and weird ideas uh, for you to do writing assignments. Sometimes you're just going to have to do them all on your own. Correct. And the neat, so, the neat thing about this is it's also something that writers can do is just get a bunch of note cards, index cards, and just challenge yourself. Say, like, you know what? I'm going to write 10 premises in the next yeah. half hour or an hour, whatever. And then uh, you might find something worth uh, delving into. Yeah, and you can further that challenge by throwing up um, one of these uh, Hero's Journey wheels and just trying to make it work in less than an hour. Sometimes that pressure actually can help you come up with something. I mean, we've done it successfully so far. I mean, I may have just shot us in the foot, but overall, <laughs> we've managed to successfully every single time, in real time, get a premise... And do it in, I would say, at least an hour. Some of those have definitely gone over thirty minutes. Yeah, unfortunately. But at the end of that, but at the end of that hour, you got something, and all of a sudden it's like, oh shit! Like I have something I can actually, I could actually write this if I wanted to. I think everything we've come up with so far, aside from maybe the weed Jedi, I was like, yeah, like I could totally sit down and write this. Yeah, that one, that one was a little stinker, but you know, hey man. That was a challenge. But it it was a challenge and we solved it, which is sometimes you're going to have to do that as well. Um, I, I think just, you know, the, the premise of a Jedi gardener is not it's not going to light Hollywood on fire. That's just not the that's just not going to work that way. But we 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 had an assignment and we attacked it. And I think you could, you guys at home listening can do that, too. You just 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 give yourself parameters. And then all of a sudden it just comes barreling out from all that pressure. Exactly. So. I have 15 so. now, 15 cards, Ooh. which is a pretty 15. healthy number. Solid number. 
uh, and I did number them, but instead of you picking a number and me going with that one, mm-hmm. I'm going to shuffle them, and then you pick okay. a number, and I will pick whichever number that is on the pile. Okay. That makes sense. Cool. Oh, yeah. So a number between 1 and 15. Uh, I will choose 12. All right. One, two, three, four. This is compelling. Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, which is number one. Nice. Here we go. A grieving husband tries to get over the unsolved murder of his wife. He meets a shaman that tells him he can travel back in time and save her with the right drugs and ceremony. It works, or does it? Is he just losing his grip on reality? Wow, there's even a question at the end. Is that that no good? No, listen, I, I, I never turned down a premise. That's the whole point of this show. I'm bro- and by the way, if that wasn't clear, guys, I had no clue about any of the premises that he wrote down. So I just heard that for the very first time. Grieving husband looks towards a shaman to solve his wife's murder, and he ends up perhaps going back in time and bringing her back to life. Well, saving her. Saving her. Okay, yeah. right. Well, so, she, so she's going to live. Okay. I don't know. I'm not I'm not really jazzed about that one. <laughs> well, listen. <laughs> I wasn't jazzed about Weed Jedi, but we did it. I wasn't jazzed about zombies who turn out to be aliens. I was like, holy fuck. I like how are we gonna figure that one out? And we did. I just I just came up with better ones though than that one. <laughs> it was the first of fifteen. Yeah. I'm sure you, you, as the brain the brain got warmed up you had better premises going. Exactly. But nonetheless, we have one, all right? So so in our ordinary world, do we start out with the murder or do we start out with a good life? Like how do you want to how do you want to kick this whole thing off? What's what's our comfort zone? No, honestly, I, I'm I'm wondering if we should should pick another one just so we don't go over on time. I mean, we're going over on time debating right now anyway. We might as well just dive into this. Have you heard of editing? (laughs) My point is, let's just go for it. (sighs) Now we have to edit out all this decision making. Yeah, I know. But Uh, it's we should just we should never we should never go back on a premise. We should we should always do it. We got we got much crazier premises than than this in the past. All right. If you insist even though I hate you for it. I do. <laughs> a grieving husband tries everything to get over the unsolved. And I wrote unsolved like it meant something. Like it was going to be somehow relevant to the plot. Which it may be. Who knows? Maybe, maybe not. So I think we we start out after the murder. Him, after the him murder. And his, okay. Him and his world trying everything to get over the unsolved murder of his wife. So perhaps that so. that involves not only grief, but, you know, dealing with the, the fact it was never solved. So he doesn't, ha- right. he doesn't have that closure. So she's gone right. and he doesn't, he gets no justice or anything. 
we start out with a grieving husband. Um, we learn this is an unsolved murder. We learn that very quickly. Like, and you know, maybe and, he's hanging around the uh, police station, and they're just like, "Jesus, Ted," you know. <laughs> he's hanging. He's hanging around the police station. You know, trying to find out if there's any new information, trying to uh, provoke them into. Uh, oh, I actually like that. Reopening the case or spending more time on the case, and you know. They're just like, listen, <laughs> we have limited resources and lots of crimes to solve. Don't call us. We'll call you. That's actually a good thing, though. Um, uh, under under want on the wheel, um, he he wants this solved. It's not enough that, like, you know, it's a it's a cold case at this point. Right. You know, he's like, no, I like I, I can't rest. There's something in me that can't rest. I think that want actually pushes him into the unfamiliar. So that's that's actually good. I think he's if he doesn't have anything else, and he's like stuck right. in that grieving mind frame. He's uh, it gives him a purpose. The frustration of not getting uh, the murder solved pushes him into the unfamiliar. How do we introduce what what did you write in there? A shaman? Yeah. Well, you know, how do we, how do we introduce a shaman? That can it can be any guy you know from. Peru, who <laughs> take takes money. Any guy, but but from Peru specifically takes, takes money from white people and uh, gives <laughs> gives them drugs. I, I would like a cool way to introduce this. What if what if the what if the shaman comes to him? So so often, like you know, like ghost is something that like immediately comes to mind when I when I'm thinking of this. Is that she? Oh, like a medium. She goes to. Yeah. Yeah, she she goes to Whoopi. Yeah, I don't. The point is, she goes to the person, but you don't often see the person come to our subject. Usually, the subject is like wandering and lost and searching for answers and stumbles upon something that makes him make that move, make that push into the unfamiliar. What if we kind of flipped it on its head this time, and and the unfamiliar comes to him. That way, we're doing something a little bit different. It's not much different because once we get into it, we're in that same premise. Well, but I like the idea. It's almost a, a like an introduction of a mystery. Like, oh, why did this guy reach out to me? I didn't think he was going out looking for a shaman <laughs> or a shaman, if you will. Uh, right. He was just trying a lot of things, you know, uh, meditating, therapy. Uh, maybe he goes to like a support group meeting and there's a mm. guy there, a mysterious mm. guy who's not really talking much. And uh, after the meeting, he's like, listen, I got I got some good shit. <laughs> he's, he's at a Narcotics Anonymous meeting. apparently. <laughs> no, he's he's at a, uh, a meeting for family of murdered yeah, of course. Spouses. He's at a grieving. Ed's, yeah, makes total sense. He's at this support group. I like that. And at the support group, he is propositioned by this guy. Yeah. Hello, my name is uh, Brad. Brad Shaman. <laughs> Brad. So Brad Shaman comes up to him at the support group meeting. What does Brad Shaman propose to our guy? I think that's actually that's actually something that's pretty relevant there because I, I know if I was in a support group and someone goes, "Hey, man." 
I could probably, you know, send you back in time and keep your wife from dying. What do you think about that? Like, I'd be like, what in the fuck are you talking about? So, so what's what's our proposition here? I, how do we? How does how does he step into that okay, new this, world? Maybe this isn't as terrible as I thought it was. Um, <laughs> goddamn producer. <laughs> you know, maybe he's like. This, he gives him this proposition and says, "I have a way to transverse time and space, and." You know, if you want to know what happened to your wife and maybe even save her, I can help you with that. And he's like, God damn it, dude. What are you like? Just listen to too many too many Joe Rogan podcasts? Yeah. You ever try DMT? <laughs> he's just kind of put off. He's confused. He's put off. He's, he's not really uh, down for it at first. The guy gives him enough of a pitch and seems like reasonable enough and not like a wacko that it starts eating at him like well what the fuck do i have to lose like let me let me see what this guy's you know all about Uh, what i think would be cool is if the guy if there's almost a desperation in our in in brad shaman's uh pitch he's what if he's like look i have this gift and like I know it can work, but I I needed someone like you, and I know that sounds crazy. So let me just lay it all online. I'm not asking for any money. Don't pay me anything. Don't tell me where you live. Nothing. Just meet me here, and like and and we need to do this because I have this gift, and like I like Ooh, I, I see I like, an opportunity to use it. That's a little bit of a leftovers vibe. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, it's like it's like cuz cuz immediately with the weird if machine I was if I, in the back of the truck. Yeah. Yeah. If if I was this dude, I'd be like, "Screw you, dude. You're just trying to fuck with me." And it, like he has like the the desperation on Brad Shaman's <laughs> voice is, "No, no, no. Like you don't understand. Like I don't want your money. I don't even need to know your last name." He's like, "Like let's just let's just go. Let's just do this." And he's like, that, "You you want to suck my cock? Is that it?" <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> that's that's your 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 very poor hound impression. Yeah, it is it is pretty poor. <laughs> you know, I like the idea of him being like, "What you listen to too much Joe Rogan and you're going to try and give me some DMT." Right. And he's like, "No, it's not. There is drugs involved. There is a ceremonial aspect, <laughs> but it's 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 different." And, you know, like there you said, a, there is a Peruvian dude. <laughs> I am that Peruvian dude. You know, maybe maybe there's a way to make this appealing where he has a good pitch. It's not just. No, these are good drugs. Right. Well, yeah, I mean, I think I think what what we're kind of, you know, we're, we're doing the broad strokes right now. But I think what what would happen is that. More than likely in the story, there'd be a little bit of back and forth. Like, there would definitely be a refusal of the call right away. Like, probably at the meeting, he'd be like, just fuck off, pal. Like, don't fuck with me like that, all right? You know, this is, like, a real serious thing to me. And that's kind of over. And then it can, you know, he can he could see him in a subway or, or whatever and just be like, hey, man, it's me. Like, like really, I'm serious. Like, like let's do this. Like, I can, I, I want to try and help. I just want to try. Like, I'm not guaranteeing you anything but I think with my gifts, like something can happen, you know, like so. So there's a bit of refusal of the call, 
that that we don't need to necessarily get into here but then eventually our 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 main character gives in and and gives it a shot because why the hell else not you know i just went i just went to the police station for the fifth time this week and it doesn't even seem like they're trying to work on her case so i guess what the fuck what does it matter maybe a friend of his tells him like what does it even matter dude just do it you know something like that there could be a couple like the little refusal and then coming back over you know and getting close to the threshold and all that stuff and maybe he can be sort of like a um like the guy from the uh the temple of the god of many faces on game of thrones <laughs> just you know that whole vibe like a oh like a purveyor like a creepy dutch guy <laughs> a purveyor of secret knowledge that that kind of vibe the only the only reason I'm not a hundred percent in with that is because I feel like if when we set up the desperation part earlier, it makes him a little bit more human. Like if if the dude is super mellow and chill and almost like has this sort of mystical vibe, it's easy to get like, it's easy to get turned off by that. If I'm the main character, I'd be like, dude, you're just some some weird hippie. But if he's if he's almost desperate for it, there's a very humanistic approach to him where he there's a panic to him like look we have like we have to do this we have to do this um kind of like some of the certain characters in the leftovers like they they don't not all of them have that shamanistic quality they but they have gifts and they're like i don't know i just got to use it just trust me on this i got to use it i think that's a stronger um incentive for our main Mm -hmm. character to give in you know what i mean right well i feel like he should also have some sort of um first-hand proof not proof but first-hand knowledge that it works he did it himself or he helped someone else do it um if i i feel like it's a little it's it's a bad pitch to basically be like let me try this out on you man no 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 i no i know what you're saying like he he does know it works but he has to convince this guy to come and try it um did you see the movie safety not guaranteed yes yeah, I mean, uh, um, Mark Duplass plays this time traveler, and it's essentially that. Like, he's convinced. He's sure of it. You know, and, and the, the reporter and Aubrey Plaza are, like, skeptical about him, but he's he's confident. It's just they don't know if they can believe him. They, they follow him all the way to the edge, and it turns out he's not full of shit. He's a fucking time traveler. He can do it. So I think it's – I think we're kind of using a little bit of that same idea there. Oh, man, did I rip off the Duplass brothers? <laughs> sorry jay sorry mark or well did they write that or is he just in it i don't know if they wrote that i think mark mark's just in it i i, I won't bother looking it up right now right. but it's along those same lines where I, I i think our character we can agree on that it's like he's confident in it but he does have to convince he does have to pull our main character in and tell him like hey man like like i know this works so just come on and maybe the guy has a, a really cool story about like you know what man I I used to be dead, and I I went back in time, and I I didn't get on the plane or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, right? He has some sort of story of how he or someone he knows was able to use this time travel method to uh, to change the future. I like that a lot. Actually, I like that a lot. And, and let's 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 even keep the uh, the I didn't get on the plane premise going because then he can actually have articles that back up his story. 
He could be like, you know, look, look right here. This is me, you know, like mysteriously missing from the plane manifest. You know, this like like I was supposed to be on that plane. I got off of it. Like I, I like I was I was supposed to die and I didn't die. Right. Like, and he could be like, I, I took this drug. I took I was I went to Peru. I came back with this fucking amazing drug. I took it while I was on the plane. That plane went down and crashed at 12 something something p.m. And I was on that plane, and then I was—I transcended space and time. I went back, and I and I stopped myself from getting on that plane. And so my my body went missing, and then they, you know, here I am alive, and it's this whole fucking crazy thing. Well, that's that's sort of interesting too, because then he doesn't—he has a really compelling story to sort of yeah. go along with it, but it's not proof of anything. You know what I mean? Like he might even say, "I don't remember like dying." All I know is yeah. I do remember like knowing that I had to get off that plane for no reason. I just had to get off. I was compelled. I couldn't help myself. And then it crashed. So something has to happen. So he's got this really compelling backstory. Our uh, uh, Brad Shaman does. And uh, <laughs> who's our main character? What's his name? Let's give him a name. I keep saying main character. It's getting laborious. Um what do we want to call him? Steven. Steven. So Steven finally decides to go with Brad. And um, what are you, what, are they going to take a drug? It sounds like that's kind of what we were going for. Well, yeah. I mean, that's part of it. And it's sort of based on this whole idea that, you know, um, we can only experience time linear, linearly, but it actually exists all at once. Right. Yes. Time is a flat circle. Thank you, Matthew McConaughey. There you go. All right. All right. All right. So, so they take this drug. I say. Well, does Brad take it initi- too? Yeah, I think. I think. I think. What I'm point. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to get Brad across the threshold here. Yeah. So. So I. I think Brad has to take the drug because. Uh, or. Yeah. Yeah. Brad has to take the drug to be the guide. Right. He has to go into that world with him. So I think mm-hmm. I think Brad takes the drug to actually, uh, you know, to 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 get into this world with Steve, so that way they he can he can act as a guide through this world. You know, Steve has to do the heavy lifting because he has the knowledge. He has the knowledge of his own life. Um, but Brad is there to help him out to maybe help him set up the rules. He he's the kind of the mentor, you know, in the in the classic hero's journey sense. Yeah. Brad is the mentor, but Steve has to do the work. So they take the drug. It should. It. I think. I think. Uh, I think Steve should have some doubt. It shouldn't work the first time. Okay. So they they take the drug. They end up in. Uh, what, like what happens when they take this drug? Where do they go? Do they go back to the scene of the crime? Because he's like, oh man, we didn't go back far enough. And then maybe. And then maybe Brad's like, well, we didn't take enough drugs. <laughs> Um, maybe there's some sort of like learning curve where like, yes, you right. have, you have to figure out how to, na- you, you know, it takes a little bit of time to navigate since you're using, you know, your mind. That's, that's good. That's good for adapt. You have to learn how to navigate. And this could also be part of the whole, um, is this working or am i just getting fucked up on drugs <laughs> right exactly but i think it, the the thing that should be sort of 
compelling to him and to the audience is that it's all very realistic. Like he's not, you know, yeah, right. He's not like hanging out with with Bigfoot and the aliens uh, on the Marshmallow Planet. <laughs> right. They they just literally show up in a in a in a in a previous time and and Steve is able to go holy shit like I remember exactly all of this perfectly. This is ex- this isn't like déjà vu. Like I'm really in this moment and that guy right there is going to drop his hot dog on the sidewalk and then the guy does. It's like there's there's clear proof that Steve is at least accepting what's in front of him as happening. And perhaps it's also very disorienting like the experience of it it's like you're in a different timeline now you're in a different place so you're it's hard for him to remember the future he came from right oh yeah yeah i mean i think once i think once you step into this world like it's gonna be like you're in and you really have to unravel it and i think that makes it a lot more compelling as opposed to and also unique as opposed to like you know him like walking around like um you know right where it's oh, like yeah, yeah. he's yeah, sure. he's an observer seeing this happen it's like he's actually just all of a sudden it's like you know he blinks or whatever and it's like oh here i am you know in the park like right what was i doing here oh yeah yeah uh, i'm gonna meet my wife here and then brad shows up and he's like almost forgets who he is and he's like has to sort of remind him I like this forgetful thing. Let me let me get on. Let me get get this out. So, when Steve is is in this new world, he's crossed over, and he's forgetful. He doesn't remember the details of the day his wife died. Like, of course, when we met him in the ordinary world, he knew every inch of the case, and he was in that police station going. Look, she was she was here at this time and this time, and there's this dead zone right here, and there are these four people that are interacting with her at this exact moment in time, and you're telling me not one of them is a suspect, you know? Like like he's got all the details when we meet him in the normal world, but in this world, now that his mind is warped, he doesn't actually have the details. We he needs to get those details back so he can actually stop his wife's murder. But it's almost like you could make it a different story where. Like, you could almost tell the story from the point of view of, hey, here's a guy, a happy-go-lucky kind of guy who's in a happy marriage with his wife, and some weirdo keeps coming up to him and saying, don't you remember? We came back in time because your wife's going to be murdered, and you want to stop it, and you want to find out who did it, and whatever. Right. So either way, it would even work, like... Yeah, like he doesn't even trust Brad now. He's like, I don't remember who. Who the fuck are you? He's like, dude, I'm with. I like, we took the drugs. We went back in time. And he's like, what the, you're a fucking psycho. Get out of my face. Right. And he and then and then like and he's stomping away. Right. Like, okay, I'm gonna leave this fucking weirdo in the park. And he goes, your wife's gonna be murdered in less than a day. Don't you remember? And maybe he doesn't though. Maybe he's just there. And then all of a sudden he's. We cut back to them in present time i i didn't remember like you know and all of a sudden it all comes back to him like oh right here i am i'm here and i'm here in my shitty one-bedroom apartment (laughs) being sad with some weirdo who gave me drugs but he's like 
after he comes back, he's very convinced because he's like, I didn't even realize I was, you know, I wasn't just living my life. <laughs> so maybe so that's then, what it takes to, to convince him is like him to go, you know, back into the past through this trip and then come back so again. So the drugs wear off. The drugs wear off. He comes back to to normal time, to real time. And now he's convinced that he was in this surreal moment um, where he was where he was back with his wife and she was alive and it felt like the day and everything felt exactly the same. Exactly. So, he kinda, so at that in a way, he kind of gets hooked in the, to the drug because he, he wants to get back to that feeling. Yes. And that's the other thing is he might go like even if this is, you know, is like uh, the line in that Hanoi Rock song. If if you're a dream, let me sleep forever. Right. So even if it's not real, it feels real, so it might as well be. I like this. Okay, great. So now, so he's come back into he's come back into real time, and uh, maybe he like when he comes now, when he's is, back into the into the, the the present, he remembers everything that just happened. But when he goes right. back, it's very hard for him to remember the future and where he came from. Right. Like, how does how do. Uh, what if he goes, okay, look, like the only way that I can keep these details in my mind is if I plant them even further back in my past. What do you mean? Like I have to be able – in other words, because, because the, pro, the problem that we're setting up here is that when he takes this drug and he goes back to the day that his wife died, he can't remember the details he needs to remember to stop the death. So when he goes back to normal time – they they theorize what if we go back farther in time and like put something in your jacket pocket that gives you all the information or something or or you know uh, Brad calls him at a certain time on his phone and he picks up his phone and or whatever like they have they have to they have to come up with a plan so that he has the information he needs in that specific time to keep his wife from dying it's almost like a little bit of a memento thing I was trying to avoid memento. That's why, because it started to get to that point. I, I was about to start suggesting, oh, he tattoos himself and all this shit. I was like, wait a minute, that's memento. We can't do that. Right. So I'm trying to go another route so we don't do the memento thing. Well, no. I mean, it's. I mean, it's not the same exact thing by any stretch. But he can't trust his memory, right? But that's that's memento. Like, remember, I pitched the idea of how. Brad sells this story. Yeah. Where he says, I was supposed to get on the plane and I didn't, and I don't know why, or I didn't at the time. I didn't know why I was getting off the plane. I just knew I had to. Okay. Because remember, we, so that also establishes the whole thing of like when you go back, you, you're back in that time. You don't remember the future you came from. But right. he, there's enough in there was enough in there where when he went back he was like, I just know I have to get off the plane. Like, you know what I mean? It's so, almost as if he was. If, it's almost as if he had been incepted. I never saw that movie, so <laughs> that's exactly what they do. They plant an idea in a person's head to get them to. Yeah, change but nobody's their, planting uh, anything in anyone's head. No, I'm just saying. I'm I'm, I'm just saying. Like that was that's how they. That's how they played that game, is that they, they traveled through your dreams to plant an idea in your head so you would do something differently. 
Okay. All right, so now we're ripping off another movie? Okay. <laughs> I think the title of this episode is going to be, How Many Movies Can We Rip Off in One in one Show? Here's my point, is like, that can be sort of the tension of, for the character and the audience, is like, he's going to get closer and closer to that moment and it's like, will he, will he be able to pull it off? Will he remember to, to be able to save her? Oh, so this is sort of like uh, Edge of Tomorrow with Tom Cruise. <sighs> All right, let's, he has to let, go, he, let's start over and get a new premise. back multiple times. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> this is great. Every time we think we're unlocking something, we end up in, a new, in another movie. Oh, Edge of Tomorrow. Have you seen that movie? No. That's really good. I hope it's better than Vanilla Sky. Oh, yeah. It's way better than Vanilla Sky, for sure. Uh, one of the better Tom Cruise movies of the last few years. Uh, but, yeah. So, Tom in Tom Cruise's scenario, um, he dies, but he, 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 re, he gets repositioned in the exact same spot. Oh, is that on the every train? Every time. And he j- no. That was the other. What was that movie? That was the one with Jake Gyllenhaal. Right. Yes. <laughs> this is incredible. Like we're well, we're gonna we're gonna name like thirty movies before this is done. Well, there's a lot of fucking time travel movies, bro. There is. And ours is different but because that's... it's somebody taking drugs. They're not getting in a little box with a wheel and dials. Oh, you know what? Okay, here here's something. Here here's uh, something I wrote down earlier that I liked. That maybe we can play with instead is what if it, what if it's not some what if, we're we're getting kind of caught up in in the mechanics of all this. What if it's a little simpler than that? He got he gets hooked on this drug. Now what's there's a problem when you get hooked on drugs. Like other things start to fall away. Sure. So so when the drug wears off, he ends up back in normal time, and he just he needs to take more. He, he needs to take more. His tolerance gets higher and higher. And and once he pushes back and uh, gets back into the past, you know, he's a junkie. He's actually a junkie on this drug. Like, they're, they're, maybe maybe even Brad's like, hey, man, like, you know, I, I think we might be taking too much. And he's like, look, uh, I got to do whatever I do. I, I, need, I, need, I need the shit. Come on, man. I need the shit. And so it creates a problem. Um, um for for steve because steve is is now hooked on this drug but he's not solving the problem right well let's not say he's like hooked on the drug as far as like no it's that's a figure of speech well yeah you know what i I mean mean? like he's he's going back and indulging in yes in the past and it's like okay but listen man (laughs) you have to you remember you have a goal Right, and it's to stop your wife from being murdered. I love that he's indulging in the past, but it's like maybe. Oh yeah, but oh. you know, it's I'm just like what if lying on the couch with the, with my wife watching TV like the good old days. It's nice. No, uh, no, no. I mean, I mean, uh, to to an to an nth degree, exactly that, but but to a much more fantastical degree. He's indulging in the past is a brilliant little phrase there because what if he goes back and he's like, you know what, today, babe, let's not go 
that way. Let's, uh, you know, I know you got to go to work and I know I got to go work. Forget work. Let's get on a plane. Let's go to the fucking Bahamas or whatever. Like, like he's start, he's really, truly indulging in the past. He's living all these moments with her that, um, you know, that, that, that he always wanted to. Mm. And, and you see what I'm saying? Like, like actually he gets, he gets, that's what he gets addicted to. He gets addicted to these wonderful things he gets to do with his wife. Yes. I like it. There's some genius coming. So. Yes. And this is setting up the pay nicely because the pay is when all that shit gets ripped away from you. I, I think it's sort of, we go old school like really, really old school. I'm talking Greek tragedy. Okay, give me some. Where he's trying to essentially, what he's doing is trying to escape fate, which is impossible, mm. because the no matter what you do, it leads you to the fate. If if you know, if the gods will it, if fate is inevitable, then yes. No matter, like Oedipus, you know, it's going to happen. You do everything mm-hmm. to try and not, to you know, to prevent it from happening, and it leads you right where you don't want to be. So Ooh. here he is trying to, like, save his wife and change the past. But what if somehow the twist is like he winds up causing his wife's death? You know what I mean? Yes. Yes. He ends up causing his wife's death. Or maybe even kills her for some reason. <laughs> I don't know how to work that, but if we could pull it off. And now it's like, now we're, we're getting really into the, the mindfuck territory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He ends up causing his wife's death. Or maybe he, like, maybe he murdered his wife. And for some reason... Who like knows? Who knows out. if it's a mental block? It's all the drugs. Things are getting fucked up because of the time travel. But when he finds, or maybe he actually, yeah. When he finds out, like when it happens, he's kind of like, you know, oh, did that always happen? Wait a minute. Did that? Is that what happened? And I Whoa, forgot about minute, it. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Genius, right? What if? What if he created? What if he created her death because he got on the drugs? Um, so so he's on these drugs, right? And he keeps going back into that past, going back into the past. He's changing the past, whether he understands it or not. Yes. And 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 what he what he starts he's maybe he's starting to even in the past starting to lose grip with reality and it's actually starting to screw with his brain. Like something something is wrong. And 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 again, when we meet him in the beginning, he's um, like like he's he's obsessed with the case and this and this kind of blank portion of time. That blank portion of time is is clearly him killing her. But like, oh man, this is like it's like right on the tip of my brain. Like I'm well, trying to I'm know, trying to unravel it. Here's the thing: maybe he like. That's that's and the thing is we don't ha- it doesn't have to completely line up because we we're Not setting up this whole thing of you know as this brilliant producer wrote is he just <laughs> it works or does it is he just losing his grip on reality so that's right what if 
you know, the whole thing, Greek tragedy, everything he's doing to try and stop it is actually what causes it. So he goes back and maybe they get in like a fight because he's trying to prevent her from going to this place where he thinks she's going to be murdered. Accidentally shoving her and she falls down the stairs or something like that. Right. So, or she, or or even it can be even it could be more innocuous than that. Like like she could be running away from him. She trips and falls out a window. <laughs> That's kind of funny. You know, though. but like seriously, I mean, like, but but you know, something so to where she's like, "You're scaring me. You're freaking me out." And he's like, "No, you can't go there. You don't understand. If you go there, you're gonna die." She's like, "I don't know what you're talking about." And then maybe even she reveals something. Like she says something. She's like. She's like, we, what are you talking about? Like, we, you know, I'm, look, I'm just going to throw this out there. We had reservations at eight o'clock. We're going to dinner. What are you talking about there? I wasn't alone. I wasn't alone in the park. That never happened. And then like, and, and, you know, he's, he's freaking out because the drugs are frying his brain and his grip on reality is fucked up. And she tries to get away from him and she, she falls down the stairs and crack breaks her neck. I mean, shit like that just happens. That's the whole, holy shit moment, because now you're going like I said, it's, it goes, he wonders, is this always what happened? Right. Or did I make this happen? You know, and now it's like he's just broken. Because <laughs> it turns yeah. out, you know, hey, guess who murdered your wife? Apparently you did. <laughs> or did he make this happen? That's the thing that people will be writing blogs about their interpretation i like that i like that now we have to tie this all back around right to brad shaman brad so brad shaman what i'm just is like what <laughs> and he disappears so, into so, the shadows so originally i had this thing where brad I'd written down this thing uh, uh, while we were talking that that Brad was actually doing this to try and fix his past, and he kind of fucked with um, he's fuck he's fucking with Steve to get Steve to do something to change the past. Um, that way, it fixes his past. Like he's he's in some fucked up loop. But I kind of want to drop that now. I mean, it's it's a cool little aside of his motivations, but I don't think it. I think it's a little complicated no. and it doesn't really I, th- I think now make our Yeah, break I think it. now now that we've figured out, you know, like how his wife dies. But how does this come out? I really play? like your idea though of him like freaking out about like you know, with his wife saying, like, you can't go. I'm trying to save your goddamn yeah. life and you know, she's like, You're scaring me you weirdo yep. and like somehow he kills her like and yep. it shouldn't be completely accidentally it should be sort of something like where he is he does have like well, a violent outburst maybe he grabs her or something yeah, like he that grabs her by the shoulders and she he grabs her by the shoulders and he's shaking her and she rips away and falls down the stairs and cracks her neck it could it could be that like i think if he all out murders her i think that kind of sucks right like he's responsible for her death, like clearly. Yes, he's just like he's he didn't intend to murder; her. he intended to save no. her. But in his right. his sort of madness and her not knowing what's going on, I like it. You know what this needs? I, I'm I'm seeing what it needs now. It needs a moment back near the crossing of the threshold where 
where Brad Shaman warns him about something. In a, like, in there a has very to be a, cryptic like, shamanistic way. <laughs> it well in the in the Ghostbusters don't cross the streams way. Like he sets okay. up a rule. There has to be a rule that he sets up. Um. That 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 are that Steve breaks, and because Steve breaks that rule, this whole thing spirals out of control. Yeah, but we don't want it to just be like, oh, he broke the rule, so it happened. We want it to be like, well, did it always happen, or was? Oh yeah. Did he murder yeah, her from the beginning? Was any of this real? Like, or did he wind up murdering her because he was he went back in time and fuck with shit? Let's focus on that then for for now. Right. Um. So so okay. So she so she ends up dying and falling down the stairs. In a way, if we sh- we finally show her death on screen, we're kind of completing the loop. Where we started was with a blank area where where her death was a mystery. Now we have unraveled at least this mystery in this moment in this in this timeline that we have created. We've revealed her death. Like we don't need to belabor it anymore. We don't need to no, this was actually her real death. Here's the real death. You know, we don't need to go through all that. We saw her die on screen now. We saw that he was the cause of her death. Um so now his loop is complete. Right. Like now so then he... there's there, there's no Yeah, go ahead. So then when that big reveal happens and he winds up in the present again now knowing what happened so he he comes back and now what does he do with that knowledge does he like what does he, he turn did, himself in he, and then like all the evidence is is actually there that sort of proves that he well you know either he went back in time or he just suddenly remembered what he was mentally blocking or what if he what if he comes back to regular time and he he actually pins Brad Shaman as the murderer, and I'll tell you why. His logic goes as such. This guy appears out of nowhere, makes me take this drug, like really convinces me to do it. Mm -hmm. I take this drug. My wife ends up dying. The reason my wife ended up dying is because I ended up taking that drug because Brad Shaman convinced me to. He must have wanted her dead, like whatever. His he he's he's now full full. uh, psych- psychological breakdown. So I think he pins it on Brad Shaman. Like we, well, he in, returns. You mean in his mind? Not like yes, in not his like mind. He tries to no, go no, to the no, police and tell that story. No, no, <laughs> right, not at all. No, in in his mind, he goes. He blames you know, like, him. Like for instance, yes, he blames Brad Shaman for her death. He goes, yeah, I I, I found out who did it. It's you. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about, Steve? Yeah, he goes. He goes, I went back in time. I started fucking with reality. And because of all that shit, she ended up dying. It's on you. You're the one who killed her. And this, and, and Brad's like, whoa, 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 buddy. What are you talking about here? I try, I'm the one who tried to help you save her. Yeah. You know, like, and, and he's, he's trying to get a grip on reality. Well, does, so he doesn't, it on Brad. doesn't Brad go back with him? Or maybe not every time? Or how are we going to play that? Um, maybe now instead of having Brad go back, I never wrote that part down. Maybe instead of having Brad go back with him, Brad is in, in the present right. kind of, um, looking after him. Like he's actually just sitting there with him while he's on this trip. So when he comes nice. back, he yeah, uses Brad, Brad to walk, 
Yeah. And maybe maybe the whole thing of Brad being a guide is not him going back, taking the drug and going back with him. Right. But maybe telling him things while he's in this state. Like that sort of maybe right. you're filtering in. Like, okay, Steve, you're here. Your your wife, you got to find out who get you know like or whatever. He's just kind of trying to get some messages in there because he knows right. like it's hard to remember when you're there. Right. Um. So, but yeah, I think that's that's sort of an interesting. First of all, it's an interesting twist to uh, <laughs> have him kill his wife. Yeah, and I think it's no, an I interesting twist. For him to then come back and not know how to deal with that, so he starts putting all the blame on Brad. Absolutely, and and I'm and I think I think like the end of this movie sort of just descends into this chaos, into this chaos loop, because you know now his sights are turned on on on, uh, ooh, on Brad. Ooh, hold on, hold Go. on. Go. So what if he he's. Pinning this on Brad, Brad is like, well, I'm tr- I tried to help you, fuck you, whatever. And um, him being af- coming after Brad, right? Mm-hmm. And maybe it's even something where, you know, it's, it's a prolonged thing where uh, Steve is hunting him. Right. And then all of a sudden we see the past... Steve is there and Brad shows up and like kills him. But you know, Steve doesn't remember, you know what I mean? So, uh, Brad, Brad kills him in the past. Right. Because he's like, you know, basically in self-defense. And then in turn, he ends up probably saving the wife. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ooh. And then, we sat we after he kills uh Steve we end with the wife in the counselor the grief counseling meeting oh, yes. and he looks she yes. looks over and it's like she sees Brad and he just smiles at her oh my god we made an amazing fucking idea out of this isn't that dude? good yes it's a li- it's, oh my god! It's a little th- that little flip flop is a, a little bit of the uh, angels of the apocalypse thing. Mm-hmm. But hey, a good idea is a good idea, and it's my idea. Good it's idea my idea, fucking... so I stole my own idea. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you go. So you want to? Uh, do we want to do the pitch? Condense. <laughs> All right. So everything we came up with. I'll do my best, but uh, we we meet a, a grieving husband uh, who is uh, upset with the unsolved murder of his wife. Uh, he's pestering the police about this this blank spot in uh, in the timeline, and they you know they're busy. They can't really help him. They got a million crimes to solve in this big city, so he's very frustrated. Um, at his support group, where uh, where he's with other grieving spouses, he meets Brad Shaman. Brad Shaman propositions him with a drug that can bring him back into the past and possibly save his wife. Now, of course, uh, Steve thinks this is an absolutely 
ludicrous idea. Yeah. But Brad insists, saying, "Look, listen, man, I, I don't want your money. I don't need your name. I don't need your your house key. I just need you to try because I think we can do something. I think we could save your wife." Right. So he takes the drug, and uh, they they learn to navigate the world a little bit. Um, or, or Steve learns to navigate that world a little bit when the drug wears off. Uh, Brad is there to guide him and, and to talk about the past with him, sort of as a almost like a psychiatrist or a, or a hypnotist in that respect. Right. Um, and but what happens is Steve gets hooked on the drug and he ends up indulging in the past, spending time with his wife in ways that he had always wanted to, that he had always regretted not being able to. And uh, and 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 he and he starts to abuse the drug essentially. So every time he comes back, he starts to lose a little bit of grip on his reality. And Brad's trying to rein him in, and he can't do it. And it's 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 really it's really becoming a problem. But he he's addicted to the drug, and he keeps going back into the yeah. past, and it's getting worse. And Brad's trying to he tell him, up, stay on point. We have a mission. There's a point to this. Yes. And not just to go back and like yeah. enjoy you know Sunday in the park and brunch with your wife. Right, right. He's trying to keep him on the track, but but Steve's head is kind of starting to slip on him. And then he he it really gets to the point where he realizes, okay, I keep going back into the past, but she keeps dying. I real this time I got to go back and I got to keep her from dying. So he goes back and he's trying to save her, but he's scaring her because he's like, you know, you can't go there. You're you're going to die and and it starts to freak freak her out the way he's acting. He's being mm. erratic. His his he's losing his grip on reality. Um, there's a bit of a, a a kerfuffle and she she dies. So he wonders, did he cause her death all along? Was it him? Um, the drugs wear off, and he he's sitting there with Brad, and he goes, you did it. Or Steve says, you did it. And <laughs> Brad's like, what are you talking about? He goes, the, the reason my wife is dead is because you got me on these drugs, and I went back into the past, and it's all fucked up and all that shit. Yeah. And Brad's like, you're crazy, man. And then it, it turns into a man hunt. Steve is on the hunt for Brad because he's now, in his twisted mind, decided that Brad is the one who caused her death. So now he's going to go and exact revenge by trying to kill Brad. In the end, we, we are back in the past with Steve and his wife. And they're walking during that fateful, blacked out moment in time when she was supposed to die. Mm -hmm. And Brad appears... And Brad kills Steve, saving the wife. And himself. Cut to, and himself, from crazy Steve who was trying to kill him. Cut to the present day, back in the grief, uh, in, 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 the, in the grief support group. Now in that chair, no longer sits Steve, but Steve's wife. And who appears? Brad. With a sly little smile motherfucker roll credits we are good that, that's pretty good man we are that's one of my favorite ones so far we've done some good ones that's a good one that's a real good one and i thought it was too vague i know folks <laughs> you probably have something maybe 50 percent as good as this that's okay we're all trying that's still pretty awesome it's still pretty awesome. I mean, this is like 150% good. <laughs> so That's what we should so that's what we got... should call our production company. 150% good. Yes. I like that. That's good. I'm I'm into that actually. Um 
but folks, you've got a finished script or at least a, a finished draft of a script and and you need you need those those ever crucial notes and certainly we've needed them and we've used them in the past screenplayground.com is the place to go in, for your script notes indeed real pro i mean you can help you out you just saw how we how deftly we navigate uh story and character i mean i mean we can crack a story we can see the holes in your story coming a mile away i mean that so you're that was a complicated screen. plot that we just uh basically plugged all the major holes and made we it all it in less than an hour put put a couple of tw- twists in there made it all nice Ooh. and bookmarky bookendy we're good <laughs> we're good <laughs> yeah bookendy yeah um but but you get your you get your quality notes at screenplayground.com. You need to visit the site, get your notes there, reasonable price, and top shelf notes. Indeed. Not only that, we'd appreciate it if you'd uh, let us know what you think of the show and what you'd like to see uh, as far as podcasts in the future on Screenplayground. Right. So you can get a hold of me. On social medias, the Twitter and the Instagrams at Spilled Bag of Ice and Patrick. You can get me at Director Patrick on the Twitters and the Instagrams. And please hit us up on Twitter. We're, we're both on Twitter all the time. Hit us up with your ideas, your thoughts on the show. Get at us because we love to get back at people. We love talking on Twitter. Damn right we do. And please don't steal our idea. No, not this one. You don't get this one. Yeah. As soon as it's in a tangible medium, it's copyright, right? So that's that's right. I'm no lawyer, but maybe I am a lawyer <laughs> as far as you know. I'm no lawyer. I'm no lawyer but dibs. <laughs> well said, sir. Well said. All right, everybody. We got the time travel drug-fueled mind fuck David Lynch meets um, the Duplass brothers meets <laughs> meets uh, Christopher Nolan meets Tom Cruise. Yeah, I think it's sweet. I think it's pretty good. Meets uh, Marty McFly. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next time. Subscribe to the Screen Playground podcast on iTunes. Give it a five-star rating if you enjoyed it and leave it a good review. You can also find it on many other podcast apps and on ScreenPlayground.com.